Hey, welcome to another episode of TPS Traffic Jam. My name is Sean Shapiro, and joining me in the studio is Adam Rupel. He is the co-founder of Drive Festival, and I'm really excited to talk about it. So welcome to the studio. Thanks for coming in. Hey, I'm excited to be here, Sean. So great to finally meet you. Yes, we've been talking for a while about different things. We have a lot of the similar interests. You know, we for like, sure. We like cars. We like watches. watches? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, uh, it's coming up. When First of all, when is the event? What is the event? Because I, I'm sure there's many people who love cars but haven't had the opportunity to come out to the festival yet. Yeah, so we just started this actually 2021 in September. So this will be the third year, and it's uh, at Canadian Tire Motorsport Park. So think of it as an auto show but fully dynamic. Everything's moving. That's amazing. Uh, if you watch the trailer just on your website, right. uh, it, it is it is just a sea of beautiful machines. And, right. And, and so what can you do? Because do you have to have a, a car to go? Is it for anyone? Actually, everybody asks this. We will park your car. You bring in exotic. We'll park it in the exotic area. We also have a show and shine for charity where you can bring a car. But it's really, um, we pre-organize all the cars that are coming to the show. So manufacturers bring, bring cars. Uh, we also have cars for our Dream Car Speed Run, which is a two-kilometer uphill. So we have about 130 cars every day, and we hand-picked and hand-select these. Then we also have – we're going to have about 14 clubs this year bringing cars. We have auto manufacturers bringing cars. So everything that you do, um, basically, you just just drive to, to Bowmanville Park, and then you can experience this entire event. So I get to the park. What's going to happen? What am I going to see there? Like, is is there, uh, you know, active track? Yes. So actually, many active tracks, and we even internally on this nine hundred acre park, we have multiple tracks and multiple things going on. We have three test tracks: an off road test track, a manufacturer test track where you can take out. Um, vehicles from, or I think we have about six manufacturers this year, and we even have a performance track where we have some manufacturers, but you can also rent an exotic car. We also have, you can rent Lamborghinis, Ferraris, go out and do a couple laps in your dream car at our event. We also have a go-kart track where you can um, learn how to go-kart race because everything's in integrated in one of the biggest, if not the biggest motorsport park in Canada. We also have like a fully off-road track, as I just mentioned, uh, but you can also go on a ride-along with Kawasaki on a side-by-side. -side. We have a specific track, and they're actually going to get air oh, wow. on it. We have an EV launch pad, so it's where you can go in the new Kia EV6 GT that does 600 horsepower, 0 to 60s in 3.4 seconds, and it's included. We have five of these going around constantly, just like an amusement park ride, and you can go for a launch in those. We have a Demi Chakas autocross uh, zone where you can go with a pro driver in that, and sort of buttoning everything up is our Dream Car, Mobile One Dream Car Speed Run, where you can see ultra-high-end exotics driving all weekend long up this Dream Car Speed Run, and... Uh, race cars, uh, vintage race cars, vintage muscle cars, everything. I, I, okay, you, you're telling me all this stuff. I'm excited just hearing you. Right, it, it, it's me. I grew up loving cars. My, right. uh, I, you know, my uncles are engineers. They're they're 
this passion has been something that that's that's I've been involved in. Uh, even though I don't own a supercar, right. I love and appreciate them. So this is perfect for me. And obviously, I'll be, I'm going to be right. there. Uh, but the, I love the concept of being able to be interactive, to be able to have right. these opportunities that really you don't get anywhere else. You know, a typical car show, and this is when I conceptualized this event. I actually had a um, actually a Faf Automotive Group. They uh, reached out to me because I'm an event promoter for many years and they said we need a new kind of car show car event in Ontario and I said well I've got to do my research because uh, so I went all around the world checking out car events and I went to Goodwood Festival Speed and it is the world's ultimate automotive event they have a hill climb which is like our dream car speed run they have test tracks they integrate manufacturers in a way that you don't get at your typical car show where it's like everything's behind stanchions and static. Yeah, look, this don't is, touch. Right. And ours, we have some of that because we have like car collections. I have like a Ferrari F50 and a LaFerrari. Those are behind ropes. But the owner may take his Ferrari, LaFerrari out and drive it. And everybody gets back and they hear the sound of it and they see the owner get the helmet on and – race it up the dream car speed run. This gives you a lot of opportunities to not only engage with those people, but to see and hear uh, these cars moving, which is a total different experience. Last year, I actually, the first time I, I went passenger and I decided, you know what, I'm going to go in um, uh, this friend's uh, Bugatti Chiron. So oh, wow. I went in the Bugatti Chiron. So, and I felt the power and the sound and everything else. And it doesn't do it justice just seeing it sitting there it does so much more for everyone that's involved when it gets started up yeah this is this sounds like a very different experience altogether it you know we had a conversation on the phone last week talking about the concept of you you own one of these vehicles you can't drive it the way it was designed and meant to be driven legally on the road correct and and this gives the owners an opportunity to go you know uh, show their cars off, show it off enjoy right. it um and, and this is the right way to do it it's a safe environment it's a responsible environment. Right. And I actually instruct at the track probably every other week for track days. And people bring their GT3 RSs. Some people bring their Ferraris and different cars out. So some of these cars come to the festival as well. But what we're giving an opportunity for by having that hill climb is that it's not as hard on the cars. So you can take those multi-million dollar cars. I mean, the first year of the festival, uh, we had a, a legendary motor car brought an original GT40. Wow. And an original uh, um, Cobra. And these are multi-million dollar cars and drove it up the hill. But you'd never see that at a track day because people don't bring five, you know, six million dollar cars and track them at a track day. Maybe the odd time, but very, very rarely. So this is the only chance that you're going to see, get to see these cars actually being driven by the owners. And, and some people actually ask me... <laughs> How can I get to drive this Bugatti Chiron? You can't. But you can go to the our performance track and you can rent like a, a 488 Ferrari. You can rent a Ferrari Challenge car and you can actually drive um, on a racetrack with a professional instructor and they'll give you, um, you know, help so you, you can out. do it safely. Yeah. Because yeah, it's, it's, it's racing or, or being on the track, uh, it's not something where you just push the button and go. There really is a, a, a skill to racing. It's something that people have to to learn and, uh, and before you can become a racing driver approved to be on a track, you, you have to get a, a permit essentially approved. 
Right, of course. And, you know, uh, 25 years ago when I got into cars and I purchased my first sports car, I, I always thought, how hard can this be? You've got a steering wheel, you got a gas pedal, you got a brake, and my manual, you got a clutch and a, and a gear shift. Like, this shouldn't be that hard. So when I went out to my first track day, I was like, I'm going to be a pro. Yeah. Well, yeah. I was terrible, <laughs> absolutely terrible. And I've done hundreds of track days since and some races. And there's still a massive difference between where my level is and um, the ne- the great Canadian race car drivers. And there's even a difference between them and Lewis Hamilton or you know, those kinds of drivers. It's it it's unbelievable when you get into it and you peel back that onion just how much skill it takes to drive cars at speed it, on a it, racetrack. So much that people don't understand, and and we see so many problems on the road where people who get behind these expensive cars or just powerful cars that aren't terribly expensive, and end up in in well situations they weren't planning for, where they crash, lose control, or or ter- you know terrible things happen when people die right. or get seriously injured, and it's because they just they're not skilled, they don't understand the true dynamics of racing, and also like just your typical driver's license, um, that doesn't prepare you to all of a sudden you win the lottery and you go buy a 1,400-horsepower uh, Bugatti Chiron or even a 500-horsepower a, a Corvette. It doesn't prepare you for the dynamics. And we're selling a lot of cars that have tons of horsepower um, to people that don't know how to actually drive them properly. They don't have the right seating position. They don't know how to hold the steering wheel mm-hmm. properly. They don't have the right vision. They're you know, and and this this is a a situational. They don't have the right situational awareness, and this is what actually coming to the track tre- teaches you. It makes you a better driver on the street. And everyone I know that drives professionally, and I know a number of uh, you know the people in the racing community would never drive the way they do on a track on the road. Just wouldn't even come no. into consideration. No, I mean coming down here to Toronto Toronto today, and this isn't a jab at Honda Civics. Because normally I, I haven't seen Honda Civics, but for some reason I got swarmed by like five of them and they were chopping me and cutting me off left, right, and center. And I, I was like, what is happening? There is a lot of bad driving out there yeah. and a ton of bad driving. People driving on the bumpers of other cars, cutting in and out of lanes, moving up the, uh, the the uh, you know, and they all think they're race car drivers in their oh, Honda yeah. Civics or... Uh, whatever vehicle they're driving. My, my favorite thing, watching aggressive drivers when I'm right. in a personal vehicle. Uh, I mean, obviously, I, I, I hope to be able to identify the plate, the driver, right. and be able to lay charges later. But yes. what I find entertaining is that we end up at the same stoplight. Yes. At, at every subsequent stoplight, unless they make a turn. And they wonder why they have to do brake jobs every, you know, 20,000 kilometers while they're, they're using fuel terribly, while they're so hard on their vehicle yeah. and their vehicles don't last. I mean... And they're not getting ahead, and they're putting themselves in danger, some and other people, more importantly. 100%. But some of them think it's cathartic or therapeutic or it's fun. At least it's fun. But it's it's really stupid. It is, because I think a lot of people think that it's like the only time that they get to be powerful, right? They're on the street, and they're like, this is my time to shine. Or or they're angry, and they use that. And Well, emotion is a big problem. 
Yeah. That, 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 that fuels a lot of problems. Uh, but I, I do love the comments, and we get so many on TikTok and all the platforms. Right. Uh, one of my favorites was, I, 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 the dial goes up to 280, I'm going to use all of it, or I, right. I bought 500 horsepower, I'm going to use all of them. Uh, and, and they say this, and I, and I think they're almost being serious, but they really uh, don't have the skills. They're writing checks that, that, that they can't cash. Yeah, and I, I even feel like being, now I'm 51, when I was 31, I was a different driver than I am today. Like if I got angry, I got hot. Now I'm like, I just back off mm -hmm. because I'm, I guess I'm wise enough as you get older just to know this isn't worth it. I'm not teaching them a lesson. There's no lesson to, I'm not a teacher out on the road. I'm there to be a calm driver, protect myself, protect other people, not get in an accident and get to my location with my vehicle yeah, in one piece. That's the big thing. I don't want to pay. I don't want to pay to repair what I what just or got in the broken insurance. Yeah, for for silly things. So we're on the same page there. So let's go back to the festival because obviously this is promoting this, the the safe use of these right. vehicles. But more about this, uh, you know, the, the go karting. Like this is just there's so many facets. Is can you do it all in one day? Uh, actually, buy a three day pass if you really want to experience the whole event. And on the Saturday, it gets so jammed that it's going to be hard to get the test drives. Uh, the test drives are actually included in, not the exotics, but they're all included in with the oh, general wow. ticket price. So there's no extra cost for that. Some of the ride-alongs um, have charity components, so you, can, you pay for those because um, it would just be massive, oh, massive imagine. lineups. Yeah. Funny enough, the EV launch pad, because it's sponsored by Aviva, Kia, Ivy, um, it's included. That's so. Awesome. So there will be lineups, but on the Friday is the quiet day to come. And if you can't come on the Friday, I'd also suggest um, coming on the Sunday because so it's a little quieter. What is than the cost Saturday. of entry? What is it? What does it, co it cost? And are there different types of passes besides multiple day versus? Yeah, there's so uh, right now I believe uh, a Saturday or Sunday ticket for eighteen and over is thirty one dollars. It's really reasonable. And uh, kids twelve and under are free. Wow. And uh, actually, sorry, it's not even thirty one. I think it's. $26 right now, um, plus HST. Uh, and if you want to buy a three-day pass, it's $32. Okay. That's all? That's okay. it. I, I was expecting a much bigger ticket price. Well, we uh, because we're launching this event and we want um, to keep increasing attendance, last year we had 19000 This year we're aiming at 30000 We just wanted to keep the price at a, point, a price point where families can come out and it's a relatively inexpensive day. That, that sounds great. If I want to bring my car, what, what's involved there? So I don't have a car worth bringing, by the way. But if I if I had one, yeah, <laughs> I mean, you can apply for the Mobile One Dream Car Speed Run. A little late on that. We we generally work with the clubs, but we also have a, a show and shine area in general parking where you can pay twenty bucks and you can put your um, prize possession there, and that will kind of be like premium parking for the uh, cool. for the nice cars. I like it. Um, if, in terms of the, uh, the the big message behind the event, because there's a, there's a whole bunch of great stuff going on here, but it, is there a big singular message, or is it just so many different things about bringing the community together for the car the car community? Uh, I think I think the this is the first time I've been asked this, so <laughs> you're kind of putting me on the spot. But I think if we had to come with it, it's that there's so much to transportation and automobiles, that automobiles should be fun, you know? 
And I think that's what the message of Drive Festival. It should be fun and accessible. It's celebrating driving. Right. I like that. Uh, we, we get accused often uh, with in a, in a city of Toronto uh, of being car-centric or, or, or point in that direction. And while many of us really love cars and, and everything to do with transportation, right. that's how I ended up in traffic services because uh, I'm a motorcycle guy and a car right. guy. Uh, anything motorcycle-related? Yes. Actually, we have uh, uh, Kawasaki Aprila okay. um, and, um, doing test drive, test rides. Really? Yes. So they have some... Uh, test bikes there and if you have your motorcycle license and bring your gear you can actually test ride some bikes there and i may you kind of got me on the spot there because i don't have this off the top of my head my salesperson's probably going to be like why'd you say that yeah Yeah. (laughs) but but i believe that's that that's that's pretty exciting we won't hold you to it that's very exciting um you know any opportunity to 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 look and experience and, and and really get into uh, a, a different way of seeing cars because the car show we, we touched on it briefly earlier it's 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 a show go look and you don't hear you don't see you don't smell uh, it, it's more the, of an experience they're actually doing some experiential now so i have to give them credit they had a, a test track inside yes and they had a a jeep test track as well so they did a good job but you know i kind of see this as not being a competitor to the auto show but a another way to reach consumers um, that's different. The auto show's uh, been around for a long time. It's a great following. It's in February. There's not much to do. So it's a great place to see. And they have some, they do a very good job in Toronto with the Toronto Auto Show. But ours is just different. It's more experiential. I like it. Uh, I I meant to tell you earlier that uh, in terms of knowing how to drive and thinking you're, I got behind the wheel of a simulator. Yep. I figured video games, I'm good with video games. I was not good with video games. Like the, the simulators are uh, amazing, shocking. But, but it was, I was shocked at how bad I was. And I think of myself as a very good driver um, and, and someone who's got track experience and uh, extensive motorcycle training. And I, I stunk. <laughs> well, yeah, it, I think there's also like it takes a while to be able to um, understand the simulator because there, it isn't an exact uh, transfer. Uh, people that don't play video games have a little bit harder time um, with the simulators, but the transfer, you know, Max Verstappen, uh, for instance, is amazing on the simulator and an amazing driver. I think once you're like at the top, top tier, you're going to transfer over. But I I find that some people that are quite very good drivers um, don't necessarily always transfer. It takes a while to transfer to it because you got to get a feel it was, it was making me nauseous it was it, one, this was a static one it didn't move and i think that we, may have been part of the problem hip um they actually do it um professionally and i believe they're out of ajax and they have a simulator i think it's worth like three hundred thousand dollars mm. it actually moves you around to give you the full it's like it, to give you the full so when you're turning it gives you the full g-forces gives you the downhills gives oh, you the uphills wild. gives you the acceleration gives you the braking um and it spins you around and it looks unbelievable they they gave me a little demonstration of it that's cool that's i have to head over there because i've spoken to those guys uh so i i had did a, a podcast with uh a tim horton's owner operator and i asked right you know what what's your favorite donut and being that you uh are in the car uh stage what's your favorite car my favorite is that even a fair question because it's really categories and so So yeah actually that that's a very fair question because i want to ask you what your favorite car is afterwards so my favorite car now 
is not something new. It used to be I was always chasing the new greatest. And my, I'd tell you, like, right now, my favorite car to drive on the track is probably, like, a Porsche GT3 RS. And I've driven them on the track. I haven't owned one, but I've driven them on the track. Great, like, just out of the box street car that you can take to the track. Might not choose that as my street car, but my favorite car, I almost bought it, is a Porsche James Dean 550 Spider replica. So it is that little tiny, unfortunately, James Dean died in it, uh, but it's actually like a little replica. So I, I'm trying to, in the next like three or four years, get my hands on a replica 550 Spider, okay. and that will be my like dream car. Your grill car, that's it. Yeah. I I, I can't it. afford on a real one. They're well, five million bucks. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. I, there, there's I don't have a budget for the things I like, uh, but there's so many that I that vehicles that I've always loved. But I'm six foot five. I'm three hundred pounds. I don't fit into these vehicles. Right. So I, I've always wanted to get like a Humvee. Uh, and, and okay, and, like an original, like one. an original military spec or, or diesel or, or, with yeah. a diesel. Oh, of course. Yeah. Uh, and I've driven them. I've I've rented yeah. some. I've played with them. I love them. They're not exactly comfortable, roomy, magical vehicles, but I really love them. They're cool. And They're, we we've actually had some um, like military style vehicles at our event. I believe we've had a uh, one of the original Humvees as well, the Hummers. Last year we actually had the um, on display. General Motors brought out the new Hummer one? EV. Right. Do you like that? So I I actually had a second hand. I was going to buy an, an. It's an H two, isn't it? They, they modeled on the no. H2. I, I think it's more model. It's bigger. H1? It's it, it's not an H one, but it's, it's a between. bigger. So it's it's in between the H two and H one, and it's a, a full EV. So if, if H1 is the Humvee equivalent, and then there's an H2 was the smaller one. Built yeah, on the and then they thing. had an H3, I think. The H3 was was weird. Um, I, I I thought I wanted one. I, I, I had the guy bring it in. An H2. H2. Had to be the basically a big right. Suburban. And I got in, and it had ostrich leather seats, <laughs> and, and it was green. It was beautiful. I looked out the window, and I saw the interior of the vehicle because the windows, I mean, they were below my sight line. So I, I couldn't buy it because I couldn't drive it because I couldn't fit into it. I was very disappointed. Because uh, I right. was close to having sort of what I wanted, but anyway, it wasn't meant to be. Uh, and I've been a big fan of the Porsches, 911s. Like that was that's all I ever wanted was a Porsche right. as a kid or a Vector W8 twin turbo. I thought that was pretty cool. That uh, cool car. I don't think it's a great car to drive. No, I've seen nothing good about it after the fact. Yeah. but I had a poster of it in my room when I was a kid. And what you do you remember the movie that it was in where it crashed? No, they used it in a movie, and I think it was something Sun, and it was it had a. Um, and it had a few big actors in it. Wesley Snipes, really? I believe, was in it. You could look it up. But the Vector Twin Turbo had a big part in, a, or maybe a small part, but a big part as a car in a movie. We're talking in the early 90s. Because oh, it yeah. was like, that, that was like a late 80s, early 90s. Oh, 100%. And it had um, kind of, if it had a full like cockpit, like about a thousand buttons. Uh, yeah, it was very. For the time, very futuristic. Right. And they, I didn't realize they actually made a new version of it or a newer version, a more. I, that, that one's not for me. I like the original one from, from but it, but it's about dream cars. It has nothing to do with the reality of getting behind the wheel. No. It's just being able to look at that car and go, wow. Yeah, if you met, if you drove that car, you don't want to drive it. You'd oh. be probably very disappointed well, uh, compared to. The Kuntash well, growing up, I thought that was going to be the bee's knees. I, 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 again, yeah. another one of the, they were some classic cars that, that just meant everything in terms of, 
you know, my childhood and wanting cars. I, I got to drive a 1956 Mercedes Gullwing. I believe it's coming back to Drive really? Festival. And I would say that if I like won the lottery or found out that I had an uncle who um, – <laughs> Who was left one of the first? Fortune, yeah. yeah, who was one of the first owners of Microsoft or something, and he left me a small fortune. Then I think that might be my grail car. Like, really? a, uh, but they're about a million and a half, two million bucks. Oh, yeah. But I got to drive it, and so, it was, see that's enough for me. I don't want to insure it. I don't want to. I don't. I don't want. Yeah, the headaches it. Yeah, because there is a lot behind these cars, like a lot of maintenance that goes into um, hypercars, supercars. That's the one great thing about um, you know. Certain manufacturers, like the cars are, the, the newer ones are much more reliable. What do, you, what do you think about electric cars? I actually really, uh, I got to drive a Taycan 4S. I don't even know what that is. Porsche. The Porsche oh, okay. EV. And I thought it was terrific. Okay. Um, that being said, I think I think we're still a little bit away from the charging network. I drive a fair distance. Yeah. So I just don't see how it. It fits in right now, but I think in three or four years of our two-car family or potentially three-car family, uh, the next one's going to be a, a, an EV. I, I love the concept. I, right. I really do love the concept. And as many people say, it's it's uh, range anxiety. I think that's what's, what's, right. what the, the terminology is for it. Um, I uh, I did go and put a deposit down on a Cybertruck. Oh, everybody. That is the most polarizing vehicle. <laughs> um, people either love it or they hate it. There's not. There's no middle ground where people say, I'm not sure about the Cybertruck. Uh. So I like the original one that was on stage that had the broken right. window. I don't know if I like the incarnations that are coming out in the trying to make it ready for sale. Right. I, I think- I, And it's late. Oh, it's years late. Like I, I basically put a deposit going on, maybe I can afford it in three years, and it's been over three years. Like they haven't even launched, no, Tesla, I think, are doing an amazing job for EVs. They, they have the infrastructure, the technology. They're doing an amazing job, but they don't even have the uh, the Roadster out yet. And I was yeah. supposed to be out years ago and looks pretty amazing, but I haven't seen one. We'd love to have one at Drive Festival, but I don't even know if there's you any text, around. Text that Elon guy. Yeah, I, I don't think he's going to get back to me. You know, the... the and I don't, I don't use his... Uh, Twitter or, formerly, or X, yeah, 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 the, yeah whatever. The platform formerly known as Twitter. <laughs> yeah, um, I, my whole thing is, and I have a very different outlook on vehicles, and my wants and needs are very different than right. You know, a hundred years ago, uh, and that is, I had to fit in it. I've got to be able to haul my family. Right, it has to be. I, I have, I'm a one vehicle guy, and my my motorcycle sits parked in my garage. Um, I, I want something that's comfy, that gives me all my creature comforts. I would love something that does all the autopilot-y stuff that does it right. within, you know, with supervision. But I, I'm not prepared to to break the bank I'm to get a new one right now. I'm very happy with the one I have. And, and uh, actually, I'm going to be next week testing the EV6 GT. So they're loaning me one, and I'm doing launches for an hour straight. Wow. So zero to test it for our to make sure to see where we need to be with battery charge, how we're going to um, oh, cre create the course. We know it's going to work, but we're just like getting some uh, baselines on it because it's the first year for doing that. So I'm actually going to be using that car and full acceleration. As far as acceleration, the EVs accelerate way faster. That's pure than, torque, right? Yeah. Like uh, I just saw the world's fastest cars are Rimac and it, did zero to 60 launches in 1.6 seconds. Is that the Czechoslovakian? Is that the one that's... 
yeah, and actually, I believe Pininfarina uses their architecture um, for for that car, but it's something like uh, eighteen hundred horsepower and you know twelve hundred foot pounds of torque. Wow. Don't even quote me; I I no, don't know no, no. that. It's uh, a lot, but it's a it's a lot. But I just saw somebody did a YouTube video actually this morning on the world's fastest accelerating car, and it was um, did someone crash one of their original ones? Yeah, it okay. was the uh, Richard Hammond from Talk Beer. Yes, he flipped it, and that's one of the things that I mean. Asking you, some of these fires that have happened with the EVs, putting them out, uh, it has been a bit of a challenge. Let's it's say different tech. Those batteries can can. Even being submerged or, or right. you know, uh, covered in water for hours can can reignite. Uh, I, I'm obviously not a firefighter, uh, but my understanding is that they've had to develop new technologies to combat these right. vehicle fires. And you know, when we impound a vehicle or a vehicle is being towed to an impound, uh, you know, subsequent to a, a collision, they have to be separated now, right? Because they could they could combust again. Yeah, and. and in 20 years, we don't know if we're going to have this conversation whether hydrogen is going to be a new thing, whether it's some kind of other biofuel or whether EVs are going to be the benchmark, or maybe it's going to be a combination of all of it. Well, interestingly, I've been told that they're working on some new technology, new battery technology that will be less um, prone to fire right. or, or at least be easier to respond to when it comes to a fire situation. And and that that... I'm not afraid of the flames. Uh, I don't. I don't want to be in a right. fire. But exactly, um, the, it's it's rare. But we we had something. Mount, we had, I think it was a Tesla mounted a curb uh, in Toronto, not too, not in the not too distant past. Right. And uh, distant past, recent past. Anyway, it was it, it was recently, and it was on fire, and it was a whole big uh, to do to deal with it. And I've seen technologies. I mean, listen, it, it, it's created uh, technology by virtue of creating a problem. They're finding new solutions. Right. So it's, it's great. Someone's making money. But we're also going to be talking about in 10 or 20 years, autonomous driving and how that is going to really change the landscape. I actually feel that that's going to um, help things long term once we can get that technology going. Oh, yeah. If you, if you look, I think Elon is the one who talked about right. the fact that one day nobody will own a car at all. Right, you just call you're just, for one; it'll pick you up, and it'll take you. It'll be like Uber, but it, who knows if it will be Uber or it will be Tesla or it will be General Motors or a combination or I have or Toyota. Hopes. I have high hopes, and in in terms of technologies, and we've gone way off the, the you know the the track oh, of, for of, here, of Drive that, Festival, Drive Festival, yeah. yeah. But you know, we we talk about autonomous vehicles, which there are none really available. There's a pilot right. in Province of Ontario. There's only two companies or two. Uh, applicants or, or approved par- right. uh, bodies that are using them. Uh, one's a university and one is, uh, a, a, you know, Gaddick, which is working with Loblaws. They have like five vehicles total in the, in the province that are operating in any level of autonomy, which is level four or five. Uh, when you talk about, uh, the, you know, Tesla in their full self-drive mode, it's not self-drive. It's beta software and it still requires the driver to be fully involved, engaged, because they're responsible for everything. 100%. But what, what are they, like, if you remember Time Cop? Yes, and he gets yeah. in his take me home, and there's no windows in the car. He takes a nap in the back, gets a ha. Ah, you could live anywhere. You could do anything. It would change the, right. your, your whole uh, your whole uh, life. But it would also mean that everything on the road would respond to everything around you autonomously. Meaning, if someone walked into the road, everything would stop. That, right. That, that's a lot of power, uh, and and a lot of concern that I have for you know someone to have a protest and shut down a highway. Yeah, you that's know, an interesting because it's, it's, it's a. I guess the. Passenger in the car can get out and say, 
Get out of the way. <laughs> well, we've seen some of that recently where right. people who are protesting uh, and, and people get out and try. It doesn't end well. This is all bad stuff. But it, but it is interesting. It, it adds another another layer of uh, uh, what if. Yeah, because uh, if you're driving that car, you can then take another lane and drive around them or you can back up and do a, well, do a, do a UE. But is the autonomous car going to be smart enough to well, realize? How long is it going to take to do that? Because... Uh, we we, off, uh, we we usually operate faster right. than, than most computers can. Uh, I, I watched uh, when Honda Indy was in. We had some road closures right at Lakeshore and in Strawn. Mm-hmm. And a uh, what I assume was a Tesla in full self drive drove to the end of a closed road and had pylons and it was just hunting, really? trying to figure out what to do next. And eventually, I assume the driver then took over and right. did a U turn and, and went back from whence they came. But it was interesting because it was not. It was not behavior that you would say is normal. If anything, I would have said that's an impaired driver. But it was no, it was, I think it was a computer. Yeah, but also keep in mind that AI technology is also like changing oh, yeah. the game. It's going to change everything in the next five or eight years. But we're way off drive yeah, yeah, festival yeah, yeah. now. Yeah, we'll, we'll see how this. This may have to be at an edit, edit yeah. after all. So um, dates. Let's talk about that. So so getting back to the drive festival. Uh, getting back to drive festival. When, uh, when is it, where, we, we covered where it is, uh, and, and how can we get in touch with you, how can I buy my tickets now, uh, all that good stuff. Okay, so uh, it's September 8th to 10th, Drive Festival presented by Mobile One, and go to our website, drivefestival.com, tickets are available there. The earlier you buy the tickets, the better the pricing for you. And if you need to reach out to us, you can reach out to us, info at drivefestival.com. Awesome. Well, thanks for coming in. I, I, we obviously can talk forever. Yeah, we went uh, off a ra- it, rabbit down a rabbit hole there for a little bit. Yeah, it's it was okay. cool. Uh, and and uh, I'm sure we'll 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 speak again. And I, I look forward to attending the event because uh, awesome. That, that happens to be a very good weekend. And I know a police officer that can take you for a run up at the hill. I, you know, with that particular police <laughs> officer, I, I may have been in a car on a track with him already. Right. I think I'm good. Okay. Good. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, thanks again. Thanks so much, Sean. And, uh,